Before we begin our podcast, we'd like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land we're recording on. For Cass, it's the Borogagal people, and for Haley, it's the Dharawal people. After 10,000 years, I'm free. It's time to conquer Earth. Hi there. This is not Jennifer Coolidge, and that was my audition for Rita Repulsa in the new Power Rangers Gay Force. It's all full of homosexuals. Anyways, I'm not sure if I can talk about that. So in the meantime, listen to Drag Me Out Official and talk about that with your friends. This video is not sponsored by Jennifer Coolidge or Power Rangers, but supported by a flaming Midwestern homosexual with nothing better to do at this time. And listen to the podcast, dumbass. Now, a quick word from our unsponsored sponsors. Do you want to go to sleep with a different celebrity every night? Do you ever think of smothering someone, but your pillow is too basic? Then we have the perfect pillowcases for you. Hero Huggers by Rennie. Hero Huggers by Rennie encourages testing on animals. According to the scientists at Drag Me Out University, they have proven results that people who purchase Hero Huggers by Rennie improve their sleep by 83.768%. Phones are ringing off the hook with orders, so get yours now. Or alternatively, go to Hero Huggers by Rennie on Etsy. Sleep soundly knowing your heroes are right next to you. Hero Hookers by Rennie, where heroes lie. Now animals were harmed during the making of this commercial. No one had dragged me out official as a science degree, but they have watched things about Scientology. No research has been done to support these statistics except our own biased opinion. Pillow not included. So how's your drag expo experience? Obviously we're talking about the kills. If you don't know that, then you shouldn't be watching this channel. Uh, so. I almost got myself repulled, but apparently that name's taken. So. <laughs> <laughs> how is it how are you finding it so good it's like everyone went to the imperial last night not me i slept but like everyone is like kind of on this like crazy high of drag yeah. and like someone told me this morning they're like it's like a live episode of drag race and i was like no it's not and the more i thought about it i'm like oh my god and then like hearing that made me sort of realize how exciting it is for so many people because to me i'm like oh it's just another gig put my shoes on put my wig on and like go to work yeah but um people like, like so excited and like that's why i do drag because like the feeling that I give people, whether I realize it or not, that is what keeps me going. So coming to these events and these gr events are great because they're like so much more accessible and family friendly than like, like a nightclub booking might be. So you get to see so many people you've never met before or so many people that haven't even seen drag before. Yeah. Um, and it's like just as exciting for them as it is for me. So I'm having a great drag expo. So we started this podcast because we love drag queens. And there was, when we went to the Melbourne one, which we met you at, um, we thought there's just not enough exposure. Like you have the RuPaul girls, but then the local ones you just don't see. So we have them on our show all the time, like Ivana Cab and Ego and Shazza Stone. They come on our show. We just talk to them about real issues, funny issues and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I grab you while you weren't busy and come over. I love talking shit, of course. <laughs> I look, sorry, I just like didn't realize I was going to look this good today. So I'm really just pleased with life at the moment. Uh, I saw you running this morning on your Insta. Yes, yeah. the, I, I, like the Sydney Marathon or the okay. bridge, the bridge to whatever it is. And I was like, I just saw people running and I was like, that's, I'm, I have to do a TikTok. Because <laughs> yesterday I was so like overwhelmed. I didn't post anything on social media until this morning. 
and I don't know. I always see people like like the so the queens of so like Art Simone is so good at social media. And like I look, I see what Art Simone does. I'm like, I've got to be more like that. So like, and Art was like, she was on it yesterday. So my thing today, I was like, think like Art Simone because she is a smart fucking queen. So I was like, I saw things. And I was like, I want to get the video of that. And they loved it. So I was like, cool, fine. I suck at social media too. We're just learning. It's I have, I naturally suck. My resting state is sucking. Yeah. So I have to, but I have to like, uh, think about it, put effort into it and really like consciously be like, all right, today we're doing social media. Yeah. It's too much. Yeah, it is too much. I just would rather just like be in the moment and like not think about it. Cause yesterday on my panel for TikTok, I kind of played devil's advocate. Like it was meant to be like a panel to like promote TikTok. Um, and then they were like, Bev, like what's your biggest advice for new creators? And I was like, don't do it if you don't want to. Yeah. And I could feel a couple of people were like, why would she say that? And I was like, if you're like forcing yourself to like, be like a content creator or like a queen that's like always on social media and you hate it you're gonna hate what you're doing it's a full-time job yeah absolutely so I was kind of like oh my god like if I'm doing drag and like hating it because I'm feeling I need to do TikTok or like Instagram um I just won't think about it that day yeah you know what I mean so only do it because you like it that goes with drag as well now if you're not enjoying drag of course Stop. It's too expensive to not enjoy. I'm sick of people. I'm sick of drag queens like complaining about doing drag, and I'm like, and quit because I love it. So I'm like, like don't you bring. Know. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I do. Don't bring down my vibes. I'm having fun. So are you going to be a Melbourne drag expo? No, I'm sorry. Um, and the reason for that is because I'm doing another gig, but um, I am announcing something by the what month is it? May. May. Date twenty first. I'm announcing something at the very start of next month. Uh, regarding Melbourne. So. Mm-hmm. And Fancy. it's it's a it's it's big. So Fancy. if you liked my one woman show, oh, okay. I can, I if you can, liked my solo show, can edit that out. Okay, don't keep it in natural. <laughs> We're so crazy here. Um, if you liked my solo show, um, which did sell out, um, you might be lucky if you live in Melbourne, Sydney, or the Gold Coast. So. Perfect. Thank you so much for coming over. I really appreciate it. We Thank love what you do. Me. And have fun. I will. <laughs> that was for you. <laughs> Welcome. To drag me out. This is a very special Barbie edition. Because I like Barbie. I've not, not watched any of the previews or the I watched the short trailer that got released. But I haven't watched anything else. So I don't even know what it's about. It's ever Barbie. I'm constipated and you are. Looking like fairy floss. There we go. I'm fairy floss Barbie. I'm lesbian, Bobby. <laughs> Lebanese Barbie. <laughs> I'm homosexual, Barbie. And welcome to Drag Me Out. So are we going right into the week or are we going to musings? What do you want to do? do musings. I only did a few. I don't have much about my week because I don't really want to talk about it. So I'll just do my okay. musings this week. Okay. Um, but before you do... Yep. Um, I would just like to say to one of our special listeners, Jack, get your internet together and you can come on the pod next week. Because Jack just sent a message going, we're so excited to be on the potty. I know. We love you, Jack. Just Jack. So what did we decide? Your musings or the week? Let's do the musings. Let's do the musings. Learned a few new things. Learned more things to piss my husband off. So, did you know, 
If sound traveled through space, the sun would be extremely annoying. Like it would sound like 10,000 Earths covered in police sirens all screaming. Did you know that? I did not. Fun facts. That's what I learned this week. Wow. The more you know. And big shooting star. What I also learned this week was apparently common knowledge, but I never knew this. So you know how like you got streets and roads and places and avenues and crescents? Mm-hmm. Apparently they stand for things. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Because when my husband and I were looking at houses, he said, oh, this is a, I still don't know, a place, like mm-hmm. something place. And he's like, that means yep. there's no through road. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I didn't know that. How do you know that? He's like, because it's got place on the end of it. I was like, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that. Didn't, didn't never thought to ask, really. Didn't really care. No, it's not something you ask your parents when you're three years old. Yeah. How come this is an avenue? <laughs> <laughs> Stupid children. Okay. And then, so when my husband pisses me off, I'm going to start introducing him as this is my first husband. <laughs> this my is Haley. This is my first first co-host. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I attempted to walk out, but apparently that was too logistical nightmare. So you know, whatever. <laughs> That's right, you do too. <laughs> You're like, wait a second. If you walk ego out, ego and I, ego and I were all set for it. And then we were like. I think we both realized at the same time, we're like, oh, hang on. If we end up doing it together, no one's going to edit. <laughs> not going to get out at all. Um, and then I think just in general, I'm going to start referring to middle-aged white men who own companies as boy bosses. They seem to think that girl boss is an appropriate term. So boss, pen- boss boy? Or penis with a job. Boss boy, they, you know, real like condescending shit that they tend to. Yeah, penis with a job. Anyway, that's my musing. Lovely. Good. How was your week? What'd you do? Did you say? Where'd you go to? No, nah, okay. nothing. Had nothing. Okay. Don't want to talk about it. I will talk about it next week because I'll have a definitive answer. Right. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Mine was just a regular week. Hey, went into the office like three times. Are you Did my life. It? The new job I yeah. am. Good. Uh, because everything's new. Because even though it's an established company, the section that I'm in is actually a startup. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had to wait for some stuff to go live. And so the position that I'm in technically doesn't kick off for just a little bit longer so we were kind of just like huh well what do we do now then we started to give ourselves stuff to do and uh uh then the first of our i don't know assignments i guess you can call it uh uh is starting on monday so we got the load down on it today and we were all like looking at each other going oh we didn't sign up for this <laughs> um but uh, yeah, no, it's good. People are great. Um, I'm waiting for my first paycheck. 
because it's going to be a bigger paycheck. The show that the missus and I um, were into watching every week has finished. Deadlock. Yes, I I watched. I binged the six episodes and then waited for the last two. I think yeah. to find out who yeah. the killer was. Because we were two weeks ahead of you, because we binged the first four. Then you finally jumped on the train two weeks after. Yeah. Um. So we're now looking for a new show. Uh doesn't have to be in the similar vein, but we kind of want a whodunit and, mm. and something that we can look forward to week week after week. Um, I mean, obviously, Only Murders in the Building starting soon. So soon that's going to August. I wanted to introduce a new segment mm-hmm. called SMS. SMS? Steve Martin Short. Hmm. Because our time with Michael Douglas is coming to an end very soon. We are jumping on the good ship lollipop that is Martin Short, who I have had dealings with on two occasions now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I commented to your lovely self and the very, very lovely ego about because we got ego on the into the into watching it as well and I commented getting really excited that the season three is coming up and because I commented Martin Short liked it twice so I think leading up to only murders in the building that we can watch some Steve Martin Short movies um that they're both in which the there's the three that come to mind, which is the three amigos, um, Father of the Bride One and Father of the Bride Two. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure there are others, but the three amigos is on Prime. Yep. I think we should do that for next week. I haven't seen it. We've and got. Can I just interject? We've got one more that. Michael Douglas. You want to do that one, don't you? I do. You want to do that one because it's one of my favorite movies. Okay, fine. I watch it once every two months. Right. We can retire on, what's it called? The American President. Yeah, okay, we can retire on The American President. I will allow it. It is the same. Thank but you. then that, and... following that, it will be The Three Amigos and then anything that Steve uh, Martin and Martin Short are in together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there are a couple of uh, Martin Short movies as well that we can watch because he's done some great movies, I find. Yeah, um, I agree. But I was just keeping in with the theme and then I was like, oh, how about we do Only Murders in the Building per episode? It's a whodunit. It's a each week we can talk about who we think, who did, who, who done she did it. Mm-hmm. Um, done. Pancreas. Let's do that. <clears throat> Before we move on Start with you. Movie. Start with you. Oh, my pancreas. I know I've spoken about e-bikes. Have mm-hmm. I spoken about e-bikes? Yeah. Okay. Have I specifically spoken about the dickheads that don't wear helmets on e-bikes? Yeah. Now, I'm going to go one step further. The dickheads who do wear helmets... However, have their children strapped to the front of e-bikes? They've got these little carts that they make shift wooden 
There's one dude in particular that's local. Yeah, cute little kids. They're going to look fucking great splattered across the road when you crash into something. But they're in this like little cart, little wooden cart. I don't know how much protection you think that's going to provide. Very confusing that you think this is a safe way to transport children on the road. They're protected by God's love. God's not real, so that means no one loves them. Some people believe that God is real. Yeah, and some people believe that gay marriage shouldn't exist. That just means that people are morons. Some people believe that if you hiccup and say, I am not a fish, it works. <laughs> and it's both of us. <laughs> no, because I've disproved it. It does not work. It's so funny because I had the hiccups the other day and I was doing I am not a fish and it wouldn't go away. It was fucking killing me. I'm I told like, you. it works for the last couple of months. No, no I told you it stopped working. Maybe it's like experience. maybe we believe that we're actually fish. We don't actually believe that we're not fish. Mm. Anyway. Yeah. yeah, I just don't... <laughs> If you don't want to wear a helmet by yourself, that's fine. If you want to wear a helmet, but then strap your children to the front of this death trap, like the hospital calls motorbikes donor bikes. You're more probably more safer in a smart car. But do the children have helmets on or just the parents? The children have helmets on, but I just don't know how much that's going to do when they're sliding across asphalt. No. No. It's stupid and it's wrong. Make it stop. I think that they should ride on the path because, hear me out, I I get the racing bikes have to ride on the road because they're stupid skinny tyres. However, they should be paying registration fees. Absolutely. We've talked about this. Yep. I will take this to my fucking grave. If I have to pay taxes to build your bike road mm-hmm. and I've got to pay my reg- – more registration because I just got my rego renewal staff. So the, I think that they should ride on the footpath. And my reasoning is if they hit a person, the less likely they're going to kill them or kill themselves hitting a mm-hmm. person. I've hit a person before on a bike. My bad. Uh, mm-hmm. No one died. I got a little bit hurt because I tried to avoid it last minute. And mm-hmm. yeah, no one died. But car versus bike. Generally, the car's going to win. Chances are, I've also been, not been in it, but I was standing on the corner of a road and a car a car was pulling out and the bike slammed into the side. He's flown about 20 feet into the air. I think he lived, but, you know, probably very seriously injured. Let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. You're walking along the street. And we all know that bicycle riders do not give a flying fuck about anybody else on the road. They believe that they're the exceptions to every rule and they have their own little bike things and they come around blind corners all the fucking time. So a bike hits a person and the person breaks a limb, right? Why is there no bike insurance? Either way. Because what what if you end up breaking a leg? This is what I'm saying. If you end up breaking a leg and you're in hospital because you usually stay for a couple of days in hospital with a broken leg and you may have to have surgery and you're off work. Point is, 
I think there's less damage done on a footpath and they tend to stick to the left, even though usually walkers are the problem because they're just like, oh, look over there. Come on, look over there. No, look straight ahead, you dickhead. Because that's what I hear when walkers walk past me. <laughs> oh, oh, look over there. <laughs> look over there. You never know. I don't fucking walk anywhere. <laughs> I have a car like a normal person. <laughs> oh, look over there. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that when we're walking through the fucking airport when we go down to Melbourne. <laughs> oh, look over there. <laughs> fucking dickhead. <laughs> oh, what's the time? 10 past 7. <laughs> oh, we're going to be late for our plane. Quick run. so basically what i got from all of that is almost anybody who rides a push bike can fuck right off (laughs) yes uh, you're right up there with like homophobes and racists i hate you go away (laughs) (laughs) bursted But the only reason why your pancreas is burst is because you got hit by somebody on a bike. No, I hit them. <laughs> I was the one on the bike. <laughs> I was only a kid. Less. Like, I remember it- once. I remember once I was, um, God, about nine, ten, something like that. And um, my mum was like, you can't go anywhere on your bike. You're in trouble, blah, 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 blah. But I was still allowed to go like down the reserve that was down the end of the road. And you, you could spend hours there. And it was back in the days where you didn't have to worry about murder and rape and all of this other stuff. Oh, you did, and, but no one knew about it because social media didn't just, exist. Yeah, but shit didn't happen in fucking Mount Pritchard. Um, <laughs> we always told each other the stories of the dirty old man that was in the public toilets, but we still went down there. There was no one there. <laughs> but i was about nine or ten and my mom said to me you know you're not allowed to ride your bike any further than blah 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 and um because i was in trouble like i always was and i don't know what happened i think i was with like the kids in my street or whatever it was and there were a couple of older kids and they were like oh come on we'll go we'll go for excuse me a bike ride and I'm like, oh, I'm the lad, I'm in trouble. And they're like, like your mum's going to know. And I'm like, yeah. So we rode our bikes from Mount Pritchard to Liverpool, which is actually quite a hike, right? But if you cut through reserves and stuff, it was almost half the time. So we went there, we went to some chip shop, got some chips. We were riding back. And as we were riding back, I had a bike that had no brakes. Mm-hmm. And... um. <laughs> As I'm riding down the footpath to head like back home, this car comes out of a um, is it a nursing home? I think it was. Yeah, a nursing home. And because I I didn't I technically didn't have any brakes because my foot was the brake. Um, I ran into the side of the car, and when I fell off the bike, the bike I still have a little tiny scar of it. The bike handle because I took the rubber things off because they they weren't cool at the time actually dug into my stomach so when I got home my stomach was bleeding and mum's like what what did you do to your stomach I'm like I fell over (laughs) (laughs) so here you go Gloria that little thing that I had on my stomach was because 
I went against you and rode my bike all the way to Liverpool for Mount Pritchard instead of just going down the reserve. See that, <laughs> kids? When your parents say not to do something. I mean, like you couldn't do it at this day and age because you probably would get murdered or raped along the way. But, um, you know, back in the early 1800s, it wasn't a problem. So bicycle riders can fuck off. That's your pancreas, right? Uh, yeah, just in general, really. Like, I think I've covered all aspects of bike bicycle riders. Um, no helmets, helmets, but with children, uh, e-bikes. Yeah, I've covered all all bikes, all motorbikes, all the bikes. And then they've got all these fucking road rules that if you go within like a meter or whatever it is of cyclists, you can be fine. Well, how about they just fuck off? Mm-hmm. They, they they swerve in front of you and they do all of you. They've got no regard for just about everything in the ro- on the road can kill them. And they travel, they've got no- like, next to each other. Have a little chat. Every, oh, look at every, every Saturday and Sunday morning, I can tell you without fail, this happens at 8 o'clock in the morning. Sometimes I go out for a cigarette if I'm awake that early, right? And where where I have the cigarette looks down on the main road, and you can see them going along military road, three abreast. Mm-hmm. And there's like 15, 16 of them in the group. Like they take up an entire lane and a half on a three yeah, lane road. Invest in like a BB gun or a paintball gun. I was just going to, and you know what the worst part is? They fucking talk loud when they're cycling. What is you it? Can- and they're going, oh, look over there. no you can hear them you can actually hear them coming from a couple of hundred meters down the road and because they talk that loud and then when they come past you if they sorry if they were within if they were 10 meters closer they would wake people up with the amount of noise that they make when they're cycling past talking to each other you should click their cigarette that lycra would light up so fucking fast I know, I should, Cigarette but then on. I don't like the smell of burning rubber because the bike will go up too. Mm. Choices. But you know what? That's another Cass's problem. One day I may do it just for shits and giggles. My pancreas is plain and simple. Plain and simple, okay? We who care uh, noticed a couple of weeks ago that Alan's, I think it is, um, have decided to cease the production of fantails. Ravis. This makes me unhappy. It is. And here is why. So that's one childhood memory gone. The funny thing was a couple of weeks earlier, my wife bought a big bag of fantails. We haven't eaten them for years. And she was walked past a kilo bag and went, fuck it, I'm going to buy it. So. We've still got quite a lot of fantails left, actually. But I'm getting sick and tired of these companies deciding what we can and can't eat. I I will preface it by saying I do understand that if a product doesn't sell um, and they they need to cut down costs, and I get that. How about you just make it in a smaller part? Yeah. Make it less. Make less of them. Yeah. Make less of them. Make them limited edition. Charge more. No, don't tell them to charge more. We don't need more inflation. Don't you encourage that inflation? It's okay. No one listens to this podcast anyway, so it's fine. 
<laughs> I do. I do, and I watch it for quality purposes. So this, I'm getting sick and tired of these companies doing things like this. When I was a kid growing up and when people who are my age and older were growing up, there was something called a polywaffle. You people may know it. You younger people may know it. It was a chocolate wrapped around a wafer, wrapped around marshmallow. It was amazing to eat. They got rid of it. Didn't bother to tell us they were getting rid of it. Just one day all the polywaffles were gone. And then an Adelaide company said just before the pandemic, we're actually going to bring them back. We're going to bring them back, not whoever owned them before. Mm-hmm. They still haven't done it. I want my, I want my polywaffles back and I don't want them to end fantails. They already got rid of the green frogs, which is fine, but sometimes you want a green frog, you know? No. I mean, the red frogs, the red frogs are always going to be good. We actually did find out that we'll always do the big red frogs now instead of the little ones. So the, the little ones are good. Don't get me wrong. And I understand that I am saying all of this as a bariatric surgery person, but sometimes you just want a little bit of sweet. They've got to stop. Stop doing it. They made golden ruffs smaller and thinner. They did the same thing with mint patties. They make things smaller to cut costs, but charge you the same amount. And keep the packaging as if it was the same size as well. Exactly. So the, the peanut brittle covered chocolate thing, I can't remember off the top of my head. They've just come back. So I bought one. I bought two, one for me, one for the wife. And I noticed the packaging, scorched peanut, I think they're called, peanut scorched, scorched peanut. Anyway, so they've come back after years off and they've, they came back maybe 18 months ago. But I got one and then when I went to take it out of the, the, the shopping bag, I was like, oh, I better not, because, you know, your warm hands melt the chocolate and stuff. So I grabbed it on the edge. And then when I actually pulled it out of the bag, I realized it was like three centimeters down from the edge and I still hadn't hit the chocolate bar. But so I'm getting sick and tired of all of these companies deciding what we can and can't have. One of the best things to eat when I was growing up was a space food stick. They just disappeared. I don't know what that is. Well, no, because, you know, I'm slightly older. But, you know, they got rid of Tab, which was like a diet version of Coke from the 70s and early 80s. They're getting rid of all of these things in the interest, not in my best interest to get rid of it. It's not in half of the people who have been complaining online about the fantails and there's actually a polywaffle page. The, I'm, I'm, I'm getting really, really sick of them ceasing production on things just for the sake of doing it. Like you're telling me in this day and age, they can't just like flip a program and then all of a sudden it starts spitting out polywaffles instead. Like stop it. Stop it. Lolly chip food producing companies. Stop doing it. I'm, not, I'm done. Because now it makes me not want to eat anything from Allen's, but I like red frogs and I like their killer. Their killer pythons are smaller. Yeah, they are. They're not killer pythons. They're like they're not. Pythons. They're like yeah. carpet pythons. They don't scare me. No, 
my nose and more stuff comes out into my fucking tissue than what's in a bloody killer python packet. Yeah, the killer pythons used to be huge. They get rid of sherbies. They've got rid of uh, uh, barley sugar. They got rid of the barley sugars. You can get rid of cherry ripes and Turkish delight, so not a fan. No, take, no, take no, them. no. Do not touch the Turkish delight. Take them. No, but what they can do, so in about 2000, 2001, the makers of Cherry Ripe actually had a milk chocolate version mm-hmm. and they were phenomenal and we thought they were going to stay and they didn't. They took it back to the dark chocolate. I understand that dark chocolate and cherry do go together and I have on occasion eaten a Cherry Ripe, but if anybody touches the Turkish Delight, I will start banging on doors and I will start formally protesting online. Do not touch the Turkish delight. They should make like, you know, their favorites. They should make them like an unfavorites and then just put all the shit ones that no one likes and put them in that one. Turkish delight. See, that would make me happy because I bet you everything that you think is bad is something (laughs) that I think is good. (laughs) But they need to also bring back the milk cherry ripe, the milk chocolate cherry ripe. Yeah. They were good too. And, um, and what is it, that I, bounty that with the coconut? Bounties are great. Nah, fuck them off. You know what I had the other week? Took me a long time to eat it because it's quite cumbersome to eat. Is the morrow? Yeah, it's kind of like Mars bar, I think. Isn't it like a yeah, cheaper but it's version like, of Mars bar? Yeah, I think it's Cadbury's version of Mars bar. Yeah. Um, but to all of these food confectionery companies, stop fucking ceasing production. Because you never see a, you don't see them getting rid of like fucking, um, what are the caramel with the vanilla thing in the middle? Caramel, caramel things. Because oh, they're delicious. In my head a second. Columbines or whatever they're called. Like, they don't get rid of those things. They get rid of the fucking good stuff. Don't touch the fantails. You know, there is going to be a whole lot of dentists who are going to be out of business when fantails cease. They could have got rid of the minties. And kept the fantails. I love a minty. The best, part, the best part about fantails is the trivia on the packaging. Yeah, I agree. I love a minty because I feel like I'm being healthy because my teeth are all minty fresh. But the not. dentists are forever grateful to the manufacturers of minties and fantails because many a people have lost their tooth like eating those. I remember when I was younger and it was back in the days where you lost teeth, like eight or nine, I was eating at a minty and a tooth came out, but it was one that was supposed to come out. So it was okay. But there's nothing more disconcerting than you go to bite, you go to bite down on you like your second or third chomp and you're like, why is this hard? And then you take it out and the minty is just tooth. Your tooth did it, but it's covered in blood as well. It turns you off minties for a little while, but then you end up going back onto them. Um, what did I have a few weeks ago? A peppermint crisp. Those things cut your mouth, but fuck, they're good. No, I'm not. I'm not a huge peppermint person, so I don't buy. I don't tend to buy things that taste like peppermint. What the hell is the matter with you? Wagon wheels are they still a thing? Yes, they are. I was just about to mention wagon wheels because we got those a few weeks ago too, and I finally finished like because I have I have like one. You can get the you can still get the proper size wagon wheels. And you can get the minis with the eight in a pack. And they were on special a few weeks back. That's why we got it for like $2.50. Right. 
because I I don't mind them. It's not a, it's not when it comes to like the chocolate hierarchy. That's not my number one pick, but I wouldn't mind a little marshmallow every now and again. See, I'm the same. My wife doesn't like marshmallow. One of my favorite things from Costco was the big plastic container with the marshmallow with the toasted coconut on it. Oh, see, I'm not a huge fan of coconut. I just like s'mores. Anyway. Anyway. Pancreas bursted. So we're going to move on to Wall Street because that's a movie that we watched this week with Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas. So Wall Street. Wall Street. I know from just Jack, they watched it. They did their uh-huh. homework. Uh-huh. It did not capture their attention. <laughs> However, on the other hand, Wall Street. Okay, so it's about the stock market. I have no idea about the stock market. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I have watched seven seasons of Billions. I have watched many, many movies on the stock market. Mm-hmm. Still couldn't tell you what anything. They buy stocks, they sell high, they they I mean they buy they buy high, they buy low, they sell high, whatever, whatever it is. Still couldn't tell you how it works. Don't care. Mm-hmm. Don't want to mm-hmm. explain to me. So it's about the stock market. Wall Street in the eighties. Nineteen eighty seven. Bud Fox. Direct, directed by Oliver Stone. I don't know. Bud Fox, a young Charlie Sheen. He's a bit all right. He is a cutie, isn't he? So cute. Shame he's... he turned into what he turned into, but yeah. Well, he's a stockbroker full of ambition, doing mm-hmm. whatever he can to make his way to the top. And, of course, he admires Sir Gordon Gecko. Played by? Mr. Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas. And then, so from what I gather, insider trading is like, okay, so for instance, good. this this guy who owns a company is going to be like, I'm going to sell the company to somebody and then they're going to run it into the ground. So he tells someone that he's going to do that so they know to and sell, then the, the, sell the stock. So that's in, is that insider trading? Yeah. Okay. All right. That's that's kind of the gist of it. I'm sure there's many more other logistical yeah. things. Well, so the other the other example would be right. I own a company, and mm. I tell you that I'm about to sell my company. Mm-hmm. Right. So you buy all the stock that you can. So what usually happens is if a company gets sold and mergers happen, the stock price of my company would go up. Mm-hmm. So I'm telling you before I've made the deal that I will be selling to company X. Mm-hmm. So you buy, say my shares are $2 a share, mm-hmm. right? So you spend $100,000 on them. You get $100,000 worth of shares. I sell the company. My stock, my company stock rises. So at $2 a share and say it goes up to $10 a share. Mm-hmm. So your $100,000 will be times five. And what if yeah. I, say if I accidentally found out, is that still insider trading? They'd have to, you, I think the onus would be on you to prove that you found out accidentally. Right. Okay. 
Yeah. Anyway, like billions with. But that's why, Mar- sorry, that's yeah. why Martha Stewart went to jail. But she went to jail for stealing. Insider trading. Oh. Um, yeah, billions, like, is a very stock market-based show and they go through stock market like crazy. Still have no idea. Absolutely no idea what any of it means. They need to explain it a bit more. But anyway, so he basically gets Bud to insider trade. So what it what happens is that, as we know, Bud is Bud's hero is Gordon Gecko. Mm-hmm. Bud wants to work with Gordon, so he I think he like calls him for like fifty nine days in a row. Yes, yes. And then what he does is he turns up on Gordon Gecko's birthday with a box of Cuban cigars. Mm-hmm. Right, and Gordon Gecko goes, oh, "You persist. You have to try and yeah." So he starts. He finds out information from his father about an airline company that his father works for, and tells Gecko some stuff. Gecko jumps onto the bandwagon, makes some money. So that's where the insider trading part comes in. All right. Right. Um, and then something else happens with the stock. I, I I didn't tune out, but something distracted me for a little while. And it's been a long time since I watched it before then. And then um, so I'm just trying to remember how it goes. Gecko start Gecko's like, yeah, you can work for me, we'll work together. Um, and then so Bud starts making Gecko some money. And then something about the airline company and Gecko wants to Bud's, buy. Bud's dad works for yeah. the airline company. Yeah. So whatever yeah. happens is going to affect Bud's yeah. dad. So I think yeah. Bud has a little um, turn of conscience and is like, well, I'm not going to screw my dad. Um, yeah, because so he, he finds out that if Gecko buys the company, he's basically going to get rid of it. Yeah, he's going to yeah. destroy the company. I just find when he has sex with that odd-looking lady. Very, very odd looking lady. Um, mm-hmm. And he's like outside on the balcony. He's like, who am I? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> fucking pansy. And then um, Dr. Cox is in it from Scrubs. Uh, super yep. young. And James Spade. Like the amount of actors that are in this. The stock market stuff, a little bit boring. But I actually enjoyed the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually really enjoyed when Bud gets arrested and he's like, <laughs> as he gets walked out. I'm like, really? You're going to cry? Mm-hmm. Like, hold it together until you get out and then you're going to go to jail for insider trading, which it probably wouldn't have been that long anyway. Maybe 10 years, maybe five. Depends on the amount. Yeah, it depends on the amount. But yeah, he was like, <laughs> bye. And he says bye to his, like some sec Alice. I don't know, whatever her name was. Bye, 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 Alice. But so they, this was the movie that Michael Douglas won the Academy Award for. You what? Mm, he won okay. the Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor. Right, oh, okay. According to Co. I actually want to watch the second one. I'm not going to lie. Uh, God, what was it called? Money never sleeps or something. Yeah, something like that. I'm gonna, I'm yeah. gonna watch it. I'm, I'm. 
Because Gecko gets out of jail. Bud. In the second one. Is Gecko in jail? Bud gets out of jail. Someone oh, right. Okay. I was going to say, well, yeah. someone has to get yeah. out of jail. Yeah. So uh, yeah. with this movie, the famous line is um, when Michael Douglas is giving that speech and he goes, greed, for lack of a better word, is good. Everybody quotes it at some point in time, but I remember reading an article ages ago. Um, <clears throat> even to this day, people who bump into Charlie Sheen and, and or Michael Douglas all say the same thing. I wanted to be a stockbroker after watching that movie and they're stockbrokers. That's fair. Yeah. Like it wouldn't surprise me. I just can't. No. Charlie Sheen walking out crying. with. <laughs> so uh, roasting or toasting? I'm going to toast. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give it two and a half toast. Okay. Yeah. It was a good movie. I, you know, stock market, eh, whatever. But yeah. other than that, I'm going to watch the second one. Cool. I'm and then, of course, we know that the next. Watch this one again. But anyway. The next movie is going to be The American President. Yes, our last Michael Douglas movie. Before we move on to SMS. SMS. And we will throw our, we have loved our time with Michael Douglas. Mm-hmm. Um, we will continue to stalk him on the Insta so he can rec- get us recognition. Mm-hmm. He needs to recognize us. We will still continue to do that, but we are welcoming into the fold and into our hearts, Martin Short. So Wall Street is done. Yes. We need to move on to RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars Season 8. I am going to start this by saying, gee, the episode made me happy. It made in, me happy. I'm in two minds about it. One, it gave me PTSD from season 15. Oh, because they're all there. Yeah. <laughs> and, it's, and it's going on forever. It's going on forever and ever yeah. and ever. Uh, this should have been episode two. Mm-hmm. I would have liked to see the variety show then. Mm-hmm. Alexis Michelle, the amount of apologies that have been done. I feel like she's Perez Hilton trying to get back on TikTok. Like, shut up. Now, remind me, was it Mrs. Kasha Davis who described the full <laughs> touch? laptop, the helicopter. It's the he- heli- helipad. Helicopter <laughs> landing pad. That was the best call ever on because everyone was like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone knew what she was talking about too. There was no one going, oh, like everyone mm-hmm. knew. Uh, so, yeah, they all came back. This is a Fame Games episode. Mm-hmm. They all came back and they did the reading challenge, which you know what? Until it was pointed out, I didn't realize that hadn't happened. Yeah, but I don't ever expect All Stars to follow the normal format. So I know that they always have the reading challenge, but maybe like RuPaul, like you know, she's getting a bit up there. Maybe she just forgot, and then she's like, "Oh, well, when we bring her back, we should we should do that." Yeah. Or may or actually, what I. Th- when you were saying that, I probably thought like people are like, maybe we shouldn't do the reading challenge anymore because it hasn't been funny lately. But this one, there was not, there was not a bad one. I mean, oh God, Alexis Michelle, turn off the fucking fake bullshit voice while you're doing it. And you probably would have been funny. But everybody else was, everybody else is funny. Thirsty, I felt, Alexis Michelle. Like we get it. You want to bang most of the cast. Oh, well, I mean, 
could Alexis Michelle's tongue hit the ground any more as soon as she fucking copped eyes on Lala Ray? Like, mm. if I was Lala Ray, I'd be steering so clear of that bitch because, like, she's nothing but trouble. And then that fucking apology thing in between. Anyway, anyway, uh, the reading challenge was great. Mrs. Kasha Davis deserved the win just for the helipad comment alone. Yep, I agree. But, she was actually quite funny the whole way through. Um, and then, so they did a the variety show. Uh, there really wasn't anybody bad. I mean, I wasn't overly fussed with Candy Muse. I have not laughed so much in an episode in my life than watching Jimbo's. I agree. She's the only one that made me laugh during the reading challenge and also on stage. Um, as Candy Muse, she was spot on. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I, Kahana Montrese, uh, cheerleader vibes, she did one flip. And they thought it was the greatest thing since sliced bread. I like if, if she was a cheerleader. Like she yeah. she said, I was a cheerleader. I'm like, why are you, you have a whole carpet? Why are you doing some yeah. backhand tuck? Yeah, I know. I watched Bring It On. Yeah. Jimbo's making of a banana split. <laughs> I laughed out loud. The dogs wondered what was going on when I just like burst into laughter. As soon as I realized what was happening, I just laughed the whole way through. It was fucking great. It was. I don't, I honestly don't think James Mansfield and Lala Ree should have won. I know that you like James Mansfield. And I like Lala Ree. So and I was happy. Okay. So it, it, it was more the fact that they were both robbed during the season. Yes. They were both kicked out when and they shouldn't have been. I think it was RuPaul's way of going, I'll give it to you. That's why, that's why I was like, you know what? I, I, don't, I don't think their talents were the greatest. Uh, I think that Mrs. Kasha Davis should have won at least one of the spots. She was great, right? And then James Mansfield, I'm sorry, your lips are sinking up against Lala Ray. God love her, though. She does try to dance. She does. But she didn't win that lip sync. Lala Ray won that lip sync. Yeah. So the twist was that whoever won got to spin a wheel. And if you, depending on what number came up, was a multiplier of what the votes are going to be from the viewers. So there was two times, three times, or five times. So if um, so, whoever had won the lip sync, we found out they both won. They got to spin the wheel, and whatever their votes are, whatever they spun on the wheel, it was going to be times that amount. So you needed to be in the top two to give yourself a decent edge. Out of the two. So James spun two times and Lala Ree spun three times, as in three times the amount of votes. Mm. The thing is, though, if we're, it kind of negates the whole runway and showing what their looks are going to be if it if this can be the determining factor because I don't think Lala Ree was as good as James Mansfield's outfits throughout the whole thing. No, I agree. Um, um, the only way anybody else now is going to win is if everybody votes for 
somebody who isn't James Mansfield or think because they've already got the edge. I'm voting for Kasha, I believe. Uh, I voted already. How do you vote? Uh, so at the end of the episode, there's a QR code. Oh, okay. Scan the QR code. You've got to sign in and then you can register your vote. Okay. I'll do that. Yeah. So I voted. And I'm happy with my choice. Who you vote for? I voted for Mrs. Kasha Davis. It's not an election. Um, yeah, I know, but I've got no problem telling you who I vote for in an election. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> I was like, what? you can tell me. It's not going to not come true. Um, yeah. yeah, no, I, I, I'm probably going to vote for Mrs. Kasha Davis. Yeah, love her. Love her. And as far as I'm concerned, that Alexis Michelle joke about the bald patch. That one and Darian Swamp. I thought it was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Like, I think La La Ree, Darian Swamp. Oh, I can't remember now. I generally just watched it, but I still can't remember who said it. I know um, there was a lot going on, but it was the episode actually made me really happy. And I think part of the reason why was there was no bitching. Mm-hmm. There was. Oh, except uh, Jimbo talking about her four hour flight. And if you're not in an aisle or a window, it's very uncomfortable. Oh my God. <laughs> I laughed so much. Cause she's like, bitch, what are you talking about? It's a two hour flight show. It's a four hour flight. <laughs> and if you're not near a window, it's like, like, yeah, <laughs> that was, I had to, I had to come here from another country. And she's like, bitch, what are you talking about? It's a two hour flight. <laughs> that, that was cute. And it's Jimbo's cute. Um, yeah, it just made me happy. There was really no bitching toward or at each mm-hmm. other. Um, there was a chance for them just to kind of relax. So the competitive side was out. It was interesting. Like the competitive thing from the queens that had left, it, they were just mucking around and laughing and joking and carrying on and, and, and doing whatever it was. It was actually, and I think that's, most of the reason why I enjoyed it, there was no tension, no bullshit, no bitching, no anything like that. And it was just a variety show and a reading challenge and some fun. Yeah. I toast it. Okay, <laughs> with four slices of toast. <laughs> um, yeah. So next week is the final. Which I thought this week was the final, but apparently not. Same, because RuPaul's fucking edginess like she does Shangela. Okay, the local drag shows for Sydney and Melbourne in Sydney, Thursdays from 7 p.m. We have Drag Bingo with Tina Bicky and Dionysus at the Imperial. Thursdays from 10 p.m. Intergalactic with Space Horse, Eli Crawford and Tina Bicky. Friday, the 21st of July, the Vanities Dream Club Tour at Universal, which will be just in time for the Barbie premiere, which is why we're in the pink. Oh, that didn't sound right. Which is why we're wearing pink. And then we stink. Go on. Uh Uh-huh. Fridays, 12.30 and 1.30 a.m. Boss with Pamara 5th at ARC. Saturdays, 8 and 9 Slayer on Saturdays with Maxi Shield and Gabe Woods at the Oxford. Sundays, Shine with Coco Jumbo. I still keep forgetting to put that down. Thursdays from 7.30 p.m. Drag Trivia with Jackie Daniels at Kinsella's. And for the Melbourne uh, shows, we have Thursday from 9 p.m. Hey Henny at Circuit with a rotating cast. 
Fridays from 7.30pm, Drag Race All-Star Screenings at Molly's Bar and Diner. Bet they didn't realise that they were going on for an extra week. Fuck you, RuPaul. Wednesdays, Drag Bingo at Molly's Bar and Diner with Isis Avis Lauren, Jemima Handful and Miss J. Wednesdays, new gigs on the block hosted by Holly Day Night at Circuit with a cycle of three superstars, Aboleth Adams, Ruby Princess and Zsa Zsa Lugosi. We just want to thank everybody for listening to us on podcasting platforms and watching us on the YouTubes. Don't forget to hit like and subscribe and the little bell dinging for the notification. And like, you know, what else is there in life, Haley? Like, what do you want to do? What do you want Nothing. to talk about? Got any you got any parting messages? No. No? Don't get pregnant, stay safe. And uh, don't forget to uh, <clears throat> go see the Barbie movie. Uh, don't put any spoilers in. I'm not too sure when I'm going to see it. Me either. Um, but I know, and I, I know a little bit more about the plot line than you do. Yes, so don't tell me. I don't want to know. I've avoided it till now. So, yeah, I would like to point out to the guy, can't remember his name, who put a comment. I got very excited when I saw there was a comment on the YouTube. <laughs> Until the racist fuck comes up with what the fuck are those flags at the beginning all about? Dude, they are the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander flags. How about you actually pay attention to the opening? Because A, it's spoken by my wife, but B, it kind of explains it. Fuck. Dickhead. Jesus Christ. If you haven't got anything constructive to say, don't say anything. I thought about like responding, but I went, you know what? I don't want to tarnish anything. So I just removed the comment. I can do that. I've got the yeah. power. You can. But thank you everybody for watching and listening. And we'll see you all again next week with our review of the American president with Michael Douglas. And also our review of hopefully the finale of RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars. And we will see you and talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Mwah. Ba 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 